Hello and welcome to Mentors Coaching FM, the show that helps you tame the business beast and build a marketing machine so that you can focus on helping your clients get the transformation you promise. I'm Gail Seymour, founder of Mentors Coaching, the results-oriented growth platform where learning providers of all stripes can create and deliver courses and programs that handle scheduling, payments and delivery all in one place with no monthly fee. Just a simple, low commission structure that means if you don't earn, you don't pay. It's everybody's pricing nightmare and it's probably the, the biggest question that most people have and have to answer. If you're going to run a business, you know, you have to deal with pricing. And so everybody's got this hurdle to pass over. No matter what you're doing, you have to figure out your pricing strategy. But when we're talking about coaching, teaching, mentoring, where product is actually you and your time and so the thing that you're trying to put a value on is your own time there's a whole lot of psychological issues that come into that as well and so we start to identify the price of the product and service with our own self-worth these are two completely different things what you're looking to do is actually set the price of your product or service and that's based on value that you're delivering and what's going to be prepared to pay for that that's got nothing to do with your value and self-worth as a person can be very difficult to to separate the two however and also when you're making an offer if you're trying to sell somebody a, a physical product if they don't want it it's quite clear that it's just the product that they don't want it's not the right time it's not the right product it's just not for them but again, when it's yourself and your own time and talent that you're selling, there's that whole rejection issue that comes in. And unfortunately, one of the biggest ways that people psychologically try to deal with this re- rejection impression is that they try to avoid being rejected by offering the product and service at a, a much lower value at a much lower price than its actual value. And so then you've got that, you can't win either way because, you know, if you ask for the, the value that you know that, that you are worth, then you you increase the chances of rejection. If you offer at a price you expect people to accept, then you're potentially devaluing yourself, both psychologically and economically, and you still have the risk of rejection. So... What we're going to do today is we're going to very quickly, I'm not going to get into any massive detail here, but we're very quickly going to look at different types of pricing strategies. And then I'm going to give you a few action steps and a few things that you can do to actually set your own pricing strategies and to get past some of these hurdles. Okay, and so the first sort of batch of pricing strategies that we have tend to be more useful when you're selling a product, these are things like cost plus pricing or markup pricing, um, using loss leaders, 
uh, having an hourly pro an hourly price is another way of of doing this. This is a cost based in in manual terms or project based, which should include both time and any resources that need to go into that. So they can be cost based pricing strategies. And of course, the problem there is that you know your costs can change, and your if your price is not elastic. If people aren't prepared for a fluctuation in prices, if your costs go up and your prices are kind of set, then you struggle, you end up not being able to cover your costs, you end up going out of business. That's not a guaranteed end result, but it's, it's something that you need to be aware of. And obviously, if you have a markup pricing, you have to put a high enough markup on there to be able to handle fluctuations. And then we have demand and competition-based pricing in, in another little pot. And these are things like market rate pricing, which might be static or dynamic. And so if you're selling, so when we talk about price elasticity, this is how, how susceptible your product is or your services to being dropped if the price changes dramatically. Uh, and so an inelastic price means that people need or will pay for what you are offering regardless of the price. They might complain about price increases, but they'll still, still keep buying. For instance, food and fuel are inelastic in the sense that you, people have to have them. And so people keep buying regardless. Things that are more luxury purchases tend to be more elastic in the sense that if the price shoots up uh, or market conditions change, people will just instantly stop buying and they'll go and do something else. Okay, so when we're talking about demand and competition-based prices, the, the static price tends to be where the competition, the price is kind of set in the competition and so you you fit into that comp competition spectrum somewhere whether that's high end mid, mid range or low end you kind of fit into it and, and the prices don't change much whereas if it's dynamic it's that fluctuation price and so again fuel fluctuates a lot um also events fluctuate a lot and so the they, they just depend on what's going on in other market conditions. But if you're running a, something with a really dynamic price and that is very flexible, then you obviously have to keep track of what other people are paying and you have to be able to react to that quite quickly. Your other options then, you can have skimming price where you release something at a high price and then over time the price gradually comes down. This tends to happen a lot in fashion. Um, in, in similar terms, certainly how books used to work, you used to get the hardcover book at a higher price and then a few months later you get the softcover book and then in turn other type, you know, your digital would come out later maybe. That's not quite so much the case these days, but that's, that's an example of skinning where you start with high price and you work your way down in stages to the low price. You also have high-low pricing where you have consistently high pricing, which at some point is then slashed to low. Second. So another example of high-low pricing 
be where you have relatively consistent high prices, but you also have sales periods. And so like Christmas sales, New Year sales, uh, summer sales, you know, those, those sort of seasonal periods are also high, low pricing strategy. And obviously you have the choice of whether you're going premium, luxury, sort of high end, whether you're going to fit in within the general market or whether you're going to offer some kind of economy budget pricing. And then we have all the, the oddball sort of pricing strategies. And so this is value-based pricing, where instead of working out what something costs you to produce or what the market share is, you know, the market value is, you you actually work out what the value of what you're providing is to your customer. And you create a price based on what it's worth to your clients. You have a target return-based pricing strategy where you start from the basis of this is what I need to get back from it, and then you calculate backwards. And you also have things like psychological and charm pricing. Now, this is it's, it is a pricing strategy, but on its own, it's not particularly helpful because you need to have arrived at a, at a price to then use charm pricing to psychologically make it more appealing. So if you find that you, you want to be selling it at a th around about the 1,000 mark, then pricing at 997 obviously is a huge psychological jump. And so these the charm pricing is particularly effective at the points where you go from a nine to a 10 because it keeps the, the price value shorter. And visually, a nine is a lot more different to a 10 than an eight is to a nine because it's taking you up into that next psychological bracket. Uh, you have bundle and package pricing so you can, rather than sell individual items, you package them together and you sell them. Uh, in physical terms, you'd be selling them as a kit. In service terms, you're actually selling the, the different things that somebody needs to achieve an outcome, which is one that we particularly focus on in the coaching and teaching arena. And you have freemium where you can bring people in for free, they can get started for free, and then you start to charge partway in, so they actually get a taster before they start to, to pay. Very similar to a loss leader in the products and where the shops will, will sell something cheap and advertise that to get you through the door, knowing that once you're through the door, you're likely then to buy other products and so it, it doesn't cost them to offer the loss leader because they, they get the profit back on other things. The freemium is enough people come through the door, some of them are going to upgrade, and those upgrades and those, those people who take the step to the next level effectively pay for those who don't. Okay, and then you have differentiated pricing, which is getting, getting a little bit more granular. So you might sell at one price in one geographical market and, and a different price in another. And so if you were selling in the US and in India, for example, you might sell at a much lower price in the Indian market than you do in the US. And so you've got that, those sort of options. But also you can set different price strategies for across different sectors and different audience groups. And so those are the overarching pricing strategies that are at your disposal. Now, the way to, to approach it is to, is to think about your operating costs. And so this is 
if you if you're buying products, it's straightforward. You know, what, what are the cost of the product? What what are the cost of your overheads? And and then you know, adding those things up and, and using your market things like that can bring you to a price. But even as a service business, you have limiting factors, and so you have operating costs. They may not be as as visible. You've still got overheads. You've still got support the you can gotta have the lighting on you still you might need hosting things like that so what are your operating costs um then you also have things like what does it cost you to deliver the product the package the service the product however when we talk about products we're talking about everything that you sell not just physical products um so what does it cost you to deliver that in terms of not just financial cost but the time cost, the opportunity cost of what else you could be doing, but you're not because you're using that time to do this. And so what is the actual cost to you, to your business, to deliver this product? And so what are the other limiting factors? Those sorts of things you need to you need to list out. And you can put numbers to those, but some of them, some of them might not be quite so easy to put a number on but you can still list them out and at some point you can think and start to put some numbers in there then you have the things like market conditions and so what is the demand for what you're doing particularly among your audience what is the competition is there a lot of competition what are they pricing at what pricing strategies are they using and look at what the going rates are you know uh, it's okay to say oh lots of people are charging high end but how many of them are actually converting and how many of them actually have customers and so clients. And so look at how many people make lots and lots of high-end offers, but they, they're constantly making high-end offers. It means they're not necessarily actually getting the clients somebody to deliver. They're just testing these different offers. And so you need to start to gauge what people are actually paying, not just the, the offers that are out there. And then think in terms of what 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 do you want to position yourself as? Do you want to position yourself at the high end and go for high ticket? Do you want to position yourself at the low end and go for market penetration? Do you want to be somewhere in the middle and you know towards which end? Then we get to looking at your actual buyers, and this is where we're really starting to narrow things down. So what are your buyers' income levels? What is their purchasing power? Because it's all right saying you want to go high end and you want to go high ticket. If your buyer personas and your audience don't have the income to pay for that, that's not going to work. As a look at who your buyers are, look at their income, look at their priorities and start to gauge what value they put on the on the product service package that you are going to be offering them. That will help you set some value propositions. And then choose your strategy. So are you going to go for a freemium sort of, you know, let everybody in, give everybody something to, to free to get started and then start charging? Are you going to have a low-end entry-level product and, and start with people who are paying get rid of the freebie seekers early on are you going to have static or dynamic pricing is it going to be available year round at, at one set price is it going to be available at a certain price all year but you're going to do offers or are you just going to do offers and, and bring people in batches 
So think about, are you going competition-based premium? Where in that whole mix are you actually wanting to go? Based on what you need to earn and how many people you want to serve. And so then you can look at how dynamic it's going to be and start to then you're slowly narrowing in until you get to the point where you know roughly how many people you're going to be serving, you know how you're going to bring them in and what the, the different pricing strategies are at different stages in the funnel. And so what's the, the entry-level product going to be? What's the signature product going to be? What's the high-end product going to be? And you have that value ladder. And then you start building the packages. And so once you, where you can actually approach it where you set your pricing and your groupings first and then build the packages to go into them. Okay. So that's the pricing strategy. Basically, calculate your costs, know your income requirements, look at your time and availability, how many people you want to serve in the different ways, what the actual things that you want to offer are, and then look at the market conditions, look at what your client's value is of the things that you are offering, and start to build those packages based on the prices that you know you need to move them at, to the, the, what you need to sell to meet your income requirements. So that's how much you should charge. Thank mm -hmm. you.